Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. The language of the gospel, reconciliation. Reconciliation is a hot topic nowadays. We read about it in our newspapers. We hear about it in the media. It's on everyone's lips from our president right down to our next door neighbor. But what exactly is reconciliation? Before we can understand reconciliation on a human level, we have to understand it on a spiritual level. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, verse 10, While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. In Greek, there are two terms that were commonly used to refer to reconciliation. The first referred to a relationship where both parties were offended and required restoration. The second referred to a relationship where one party was offended. In other words, there was only one guilty party who caused the offense. It is this second word that the Apostle Paul consistently used to describe our relationship with God. Paul used the verb six times and the noun four times. He used it once to refer to marriage in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 11. Uh, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. But in every other case, he used it to refer to our relationship with God. Now, what does the Bible teach us about reconciliation? First, it teaches us that we were enemies of God. Yes, enemies. In the words of Romans chapter 5, verse 10, while we were enemies, we were reconciled. We are not neutral. Our sins are more than simple mistakes. They are acts of high-handed cosmic treason against a holy God. We were enemies. Second, we need a mediator to facilitate this reconciliation. We don't have the ability to make things right with God. God has to start the process. And that's what He did in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the perfect mediator because He can represent both sides. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, we're told there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Third, our mediator paid the price for our enmity. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, we are told, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And again in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So not only were we enemies, and not only do we need a mediator, but we have a mediator who paid the price for our sin in his own blood. Fourth, our mediator instituted a new covenant, a new relationship, if you will. When Jesus instituted the Lord's table in Luke chapter 22, verse 20, he made it clear that this was a new covenant in His blood. The new covenant was promised all the way back in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 to 34. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. 
I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. This new covenant is not simply new in the sense that it's the latest one or the most recent. The word used refers to something that is qualitatively better. It's not only a new covenant in that it is newer, it is a new covenant in that it is superior. We've been brought into a better relationship with God. Fifth and finally, our mediator has restored our relationship with God. Once we were far off, And now we have been brought near. In the words of Ephesians chapter 2. In the words of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 to 16. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. We have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, His Son. Paul summarizes all of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18-21. to All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. In him. Now understanding reconciliation on a vertical and spiritual level, we are finally equipped to talk about reconciliation on a horizontal and human level. The gospel that reconciled us to God in the Lord Jesus Christ also reconciles us to our fellow men, also in Christ. We have this glorious gospel message that we can share with people so that they too might be reconciled to God and be made part of this new man that we read about in Ephesians chapter 2 called the church. And so even those who were once our enemies can now become our brothers and sisters in Christ. And the way we bridge that gap from enemy to friend, from stranger to brother and sister is through the gospel. God bless.